Welcome to the I Respectfully Disagree podcast. This is episode 102. Oh, just got back from vacation. Had a good time out there in Texas. Um, Got big bro on the, on the line with me today. What's going on, Kev? What's going on, my brother? Uh, man, trying to appreciate re- you and the fam making it out. No problem, man. Trying to recoup, man. I'm still tired, dude. I don't, I don't know how people do that, man. Like, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a party animal no more, man. Them, them days is, is behind me. But uh, as you stated, man, uh, we came down to uh, celebrate my nephew graduating high school. So we're going to briefly talk about that here today. And then uh, the main topic of this conversation is going to be generational curses and whether or not we believe in them and kind of briefly speak on that in terms of uh, do we have an obligation to try to correct generational curses or sometimes do we use that as a scapegoat to just be like, oh, well, that's just how I grew up and you just got to accept it. You know what I'm saying? And then lastly, it's a lot of things that's been going on in the news um, in regards to Texas and that tragic event with the school shootings or whatever. So in the middle of us getting ready to head down to Texas is when news broke about all of this stuff. And I briefly want to talk about it because I know that's a that's a touchy topic and a lot of people are so passionate about their guns and all that, in which we've done an episode in the past. Um, me and my friend Rachel, we did an episode about uh, gun control and gun laws and things like that. So uh, feel free to go back and check out some of those episodes. So like I said, I'm trying this YouTube thing for the first time. So, Kevin, we're going to open up yes, this sir. conversation. How does it feel, man? You got a, you got a child that done graduated high school now, man. You feel old, or, or, or what does that feel like? Well, I feel old. I also feel young because I got a damn one-year-old, too. So, <laughs> I still got 17 more years to go. <laughs> oh, man. So- but, nah, it's... uh. It's a good feeling. It just uh, it seemed like yesterday at that phone call. Right. Doing 120, trying to get the corporate from Houston. Right. Like I said, it just came out of nowhere, man. It just showed you, man, just like like time, time flies. That's why I made sure to uh, share that post because uh, I actually came down for spring break. Like, what, he was only maybe about three weeks old, a month, if that. Yeah, probably about a month. <laughs> so here I am holding him as a newborn, and now hell, he's he's taller than me. So it's it's amazing to see, you know, what I'm saying like just how how time flies, how our kids grow and develop and become their own individuals, and and you sending him out into the to the real world, man. So that's a that's a huge accomplishment. So shout out to my nephew Jayton. It's it's one of those things where it's like you always want people to feel like 
you have support, you have family, you have, you know what I'm saying? People in your corner rooting for you. If things don't go how, how you want it to go, then you, you have that support system. And that's why I told you, I wanted to make sure that I was in attendance. Um, for those that have been following the podcast, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, we, we lost our mother. It's going on two years now. And she was very, very passionate about her, her grandkids. So I know for sure that, you know, if, if she was alive and well, she would have been down there in, in Corpus this weekend for sure. So I definitely wanted to make sure that I was present to, you know, represent her name and, and hold our family down. So with that being said, uh, this weekend was fun, man. Uh, shout out to our cousin, uh, Chantel. Chantal, uh, I don't know what she wants to go by. I don't want to put all of her information out there. Um, but she also came to uh, the graduation or whatever as well. And it felt good to just sit back and kick it with family, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like no disrespect or whatever. You know, of course, my in-laws and everybody's family. But it's like blood family. You with know. your own family. Right, right, right. right. So... <laughs> This this kicked in right out the gate. Soon as we, y'all picked us up from the airport, man, in Houston, dog, and we going to Corpus, man, we was just full of laughter, man, going back and forth. So overall, before we dive into the the conversation of generational curses and things like that, it's like kind of touch on some of those thoughts as you driving up and down the road, and it's like we having all these deep conversations, just laughing and joking or whatever. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like what was going through your mind as we're having these conversations? Well, a lot of it hit home and it make you, make you really think I've been out here for uh, a good 22 years out here in Texas and been living my best life for 22 years. (laughs) And so Full speed ahead, no looking back. Every day, take it as it come. No reflection up on the things that you've done. So the conversation, that's about a three and a half, four hour drive. Make you sit back and be like, oh, damn. I didn't think about that. Hmm. Right. Very interesting. <laughs> right. And that's, that's kind of led, you know, that that's what led to this conversation because even now that I'm back home, I'm still, you know, reflecting back on some of those talks that we were having. And it's like the the question that kept coming up in the car was, why do you think we're like this? And just to give some somewhat of background, it's like, you know, we were talking about growing up some of the things that we listen to in terms of like a household that has a lot of cussing curse words. And to us, that was like a norm. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just common language for us to hear bad words throughout the day constantly to the point to where now as an adult, it's, it's a a second language to us as well. And then we got to talking about, you know, personal life 
situations and, you know, intimacy and things like that. And some of the things that we saw growing up and it's like some of those uh, peer pressure moments is like, you know what I'm saying? Do you try to live up to expectations that you saw some of your older cousins doing or do you try to break some of those curses and things like that? So overall, that's what the gist of the conversations were. And it made me think, it made me reflect. And it's like, is it fair for us to interact with people who may not necessarily know our upbringing or know our families until we formally introduce them? And then, you know, my wife doesn't cuss a lot. She comes from a family that that doesn't cuss. And she meets me and, you know, quite naturally, like I said, every other word is, MF this and MF that, or when I'm just sitting around playing the game, I cuss a lot. So it's like, do you tell her, oh, that's just how I was raised. Like, get over it, deal with it. Or do you try to work on yourself and say, you know what, man, maybe that is something that's that's not normal and I need to work on that. See what I'm saying? Well, that's something you, you can't, you can't, Think about that unless somebody brings something to your attention. Because at the end of the day, it's again, you just mentioned it, second language. <laughs> so until someone say like, hey, you really got to do all that cussing all the time. You'd be like, what? What I say? You don't even know you said it. <laughs> exactly. Or even, you know, even the N-word. You know what I'm saying? Like we've done a, a podcast on that before, I believe. And I know several people who do not use the N-word. But, you know, in the African-American community, it's like we've gotten to a point to where we've normalized it and it it just rolls off the tongue. But some people yeah. really don't like that word or they don't want to be around that word or, you know what I'm saying, just constantly using it. But it's like, are you willing to conform or meet somebody midway to you know what I'm saying like okay I'm gonna accommodate this person because I know he or she on if I like him I don't like him <laughs> fuck him <laughs> come on man look y'all gotta excuse me too man I got the uh, sunburn uh, little gel and stuff all over my arm so if it look like I'm peeling I'm not Nah, that heat down there in Texas is brutal, man. Like, ah, you just soft, man. <laughs> nah, you don't you understand. Like today, it's like ninety here today, but there's a breeze. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can tolerate it, bro. Like, I was sitting out in the back under the shade, sitting in the in the swing, dog. But it's like, I honestly don't think I saw any shade in Texas the whole time I was there. None. It's soft, man. You got Pedro out there cutting the yard right now. Come on. <laughs> All day. Come on, man. And you over there with aloe vera on your arm. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> you got soft on it. <laughs> you need to go to the Selena statue downtown. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Like, that, that heat was something different, bro. That's the most you was outside out there with Selena. Hey, and you was, was in the shade over there. Look, we can't leave out uh, that day we uh, went, uh, y'all went golf karting and all that. I was in the heat then. We you was talk- under the shade. You didn't get in the cart. 
Then we did the putt-putt joint. We ain't going to talk about me beating you and your kids down. Shout out to my niece and nephew. Oh, you don't want to talk you about that. You got lucky. And you the basketball. Lucky. Look, and don't don't think I didn't peep you trying to go over to that machine after we all got done. You try to ease in that corner, man. I was like, here, I'm going to let And I was over there with my live. children, man. You was trying to beat my with record. My Everybody care about that little cheap little record. You had four balls over there, and that's why you went over to the machine I was on. I, and that, I was peeping it. And that little, and that little three foot rim. <laughs> I do was all I do was stick my hand over there and keep dropping them in. Shoot a shoot. Okay. Man. Shoot a shoot. All right. But anyways, you like, on vacation? Let you think you're doing something. Oh, is that what it was? Oh, I'm yeah. a guest. I'm a guest. So you got to guess. Yeah. So, anyways, like all, all jokes aside, back on topic, man. Like, like I said, man, we we had a lot of deep conversations, and without going into all of the specifics about it or whatever, airing dirty laundry over a hot mic, it's like, at what point do we hold ourselves accountable for trying to break generational curses? And man. Them cubes. The what? I didn't That's what hear got me. I said, them cubes is what's stuck in my head. Elaborate. Quantity over quality. Oof. Oh, Lord. So you, mm. you diving in unprotected, literally, huh? You just going to jump in. Oof. So go, go for it, man. Like, I'm just sitting there like, oh, Lord. It's important though. Man. How does this even? How does this even happen? How did we get here? <laughs> well, hey, we know how how you got there. We know how you got there. But here's the thing, though, because all jokes aside, and I'm gonna give it from from my perspective. You know what I'm saying? Growing up, oh, Adrian, he's the chubby fat kid. Blah blah blah. Quiet, shy. Nobody expected me to grow up and have an interest and chase girls and do this and do that. Like I was just the the definition of antisocial. Shout out Avery who's watching the live, man. Appreciate you tuning in. I was the definition of just antisocial. But at the end True. of the day, it's like you my big brother. I saw how how you was moving and and you know what I'm saying like you you had them coming in and out. By the time you got your driver's license, you you hit the ground running, hit the road running, stealing cars, <coughs> stealing cars and stuff. Uh, yeah. But it's like, and I think I've said this on here before. It might have been a personal conversation, but it's like you see movies like. American Pie and Stiff Meister and this and that. And it's like, we laugh at that. But then in reality, there is a little bit of, of that peer pressure in terms of, well, dang, man, big big bro had him. You know what I'm saying? Him and his friends, they had him, and they was doing this and doing that. So then here I come up, and it's like, do you try to fill those shoes or do you walk your own path and, and say, hey, I want to do different. And I think But do that, you feel you wasn't pressured into that? I I, I respect Do you disagree. feel that you were pressured? There go the first one. Hold on. I disagree. I respectfully disagree. 
because I feel like by the time I was getting ready to graduate high school, go off to college, you know, you was coming back and forth to visit. By then, you was already in Texas, I believe, correct? Correct. Those those little cheap shots started to come up. Like, oh, like, excuse my language. Like, oh, you ain't getting no bitches. You ain't this and that. And I done knocked down this and that. And what's your count? Like, you don't mind me sharing these kind of conversations, do you? You know I don't. I mean, of course, I ain't going to name no names or nothing. But we've had those conversations before. What's your count? And I'm saying to you, after a while, and you hear that so long, and then growing up, you know the labels that was put on you, like, oh, he he's scared, or he's this, he's that. So then you do feel that peer pressure. You do feel like you got a point to prove. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to start putting some notches on your belt. You know what I'm saying? The thing for us, though... You come from a small town. You can't date nobody. I couldn't. I'm related to everybody. So when we got out of town, I didn't expect the response that we was getting going out of town. I mean, they just laying the red carpet out, like, anywhere we went. And it's just like, wow, is this what it's supposed to be like? You know what I'm saying? No, I agree with you 100% because that's exactly how, how we were once we, you know, started getting driver's permits, license, and things like that, and we started going out of town, and you started noticing that the out-of-town chicks started, you know, hey, here's my number, blah, 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 blah. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, and you just alluded to it yourself, us growing up in a small town where everybody knows everybody, 90% of the African-Americans we was kin to, so you really couldn't, you know what I'm saying? Like you were confined to an area, but then once I moved away and okay, like people actually do find me attractive. I mean, I ain't ugly. I'm here on the YouTube. Uh, I ain't ugly, but it's like at some point in time, it goes to your head. But then, like I said, you reflect back on the people that you saw in your family and the trials and tribulations that they had to go through. And I always said to myself, I don't want any of those problems. So I took it upon myself to say, you know what? I'm going to break what I thought to be was a generational curse. Like, I don't I don't want to go down that road or whatever. Like, no disrespect or whatever. But I don't I don't want the baby mama drama and I don't want none of that because First of all, I'm not built for it because I'm one of them people where once I get tired of you, I'm tired of you. I'm not going to fight for it. I'm not going to do nothing as bad as it sounds. I'm just being truthful. Like, yeah, it ain't for everybody. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like it ain't that life. I only know how many times they almost got Ray Caruth. Come on, man. They just don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. Got to sit over and pray, like, Lord, take this anger and hate out my heart. I don't want to have to kill this motherfucker. (laughs) I'm not laughing, Lord, forgive me. I'm not laughing. But I'm being honest, so it's like... I'm being honest, too. (laughs) But it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to sit there and paint this picture like I was just some perfect boyfriend or whatever the case may be, because I did follow 
down that path, or at least I was trying to. And it, it goes back to what you were saying in terms of like in your high school day, and you know, I, I think maybe one or two conversations where I may have said something, and that's only because I knew the little girl was just throwing, just handing it to you like ice cream or candy on Halloween. And <laughs> but that's what I'm saying is like the opportunities always presented itself. It's just for me. Like, man, I'm scared. That's what I'm if, saying. if it's the middle school, but not got off of that middle school steps. Look, <laughs> look. You're right. You're right. Real quick, I ain't going to name no names or nothing. I couldn't have been no more than what? 15, 16, maybe? Right, 14. No, I don't think I was that young. I don't think. Um,. You had to be. I, we, I'm in SBA, so I can't be no more than 19, 20. I got six years on you. You got to be 14. Whatever it was, okay? I, I came to spend the weekend with you, and like I said, at this point, you know, we had been going out of town, and different chicks was like, hey, I'm feeling you. You come up here, call me, do this and do that. They sneaking out, lying to their parents. Supposed to have been going to church. This was on a Wednesday. Supposed to have been going to church. Mm. And then told me to come meet them at this school. And you dropped me off. Dropped me off at this yep. school. And they was ready to get it in on the steps in the middle of the day. And me, terrified, bro. Like, I ain't never go through this. I felt like American Pie for real. Now I'm Jim. And I was just sitting there like, nah, I, I can't do it. I ain't doing it. And that's what I'm saying. And I I think we've talked about this on other episodes before. I was like, I I've, I took them bullets of, oh, you scared, getting laughed at, dude, dude, dude. But it's like certain things, I was just like, nah, I don't have no interest in it. Because, you know, you know our other brother, he had a baby at 14. So right. some of those were like the fears in the back of my mind. It's like. I don't want to be making no babies. Or like I told y'all before, we had the little uh, PSI joint. And they got to showing us pictures of STDs and what it looked like when you catch stuff. And I'm telling you, man, them them images were scarred in the back of my mind. So I'm saying to myself, if, if she's willing to throw it at me in the middle of the day on the school steps, who else? Locally? I must be the sexiest man alive. That's what my mind would have been. <laughs> <laughs> You can't resist me. So that's what I'm saying. It's like I, I was mindful enough to be like, nah, I ain't, I ain't doing that. But like I said, the older I got, and I started going to college and stuff like that, some of them other situations presented itself, and I, I caved in. And then, like I said, I, I'll, I'll disclose a little bit. It's like you know, what I'm saying, my, I got put in the hot seat, and start getting caught up and things like that. And like I said, I started thinking about what I seen growing up and all the arguments and all the drama and all the stories and this and that. So I told myself, this ain't the kind of of lifestyle I want to live. So that's what I'm saying. When I talk about trying to break those curses, I put forth a, a conscious effort that's good. You that. did a you did an amazing job. You got a nice, wholesome, beautiful wife, nice little family, career, home, vehicles. Did a good job. 
I'm just now trying to get there. <laughs> I ain't laughing. I ain't laughing. Not at all. But that's what I'm saying. It, it goes back to those conversations that we were having in the car. Huh? And huh? Like, like you said, when you Quality. when you really Oof. sit down, and I'm gonna give you the floor when when you really sit down and think about it. And like I said, without calling no names or making anybody feel guilty or feel any like less of a person or nothing because we all travel our own paths to get to where we got to get to in life. And hopefully no matter how young or old we all get to that destination and you can put your feet up and kick back and enjoy the rest of your time here on earth. But it's like when you start looking at a lot of our elders and you start looking Start thinking about some of their offspring and how it it trickles down, and the some of the you know some of the same things that they went through, now their kids are going through, and now we get into that point to where okay, you have a son that's just now graduating high school, so it's like, do you feel that obligation to be like, hey, I have to make sure that my son doesn't follow the same path that I did. Like, did you he ain't gonna follow my path because his mama instills in them every day, don't be like your daddy. So I ain't, <laughs> ain't gotta worry about that. <laughs> well that's a that good is thing. not gonna be an issue at all. That's a good thing then. Because I, I, I know like you saw what thing. he graduated with. <sighs> I'm pretty sure my wife is either gonna watch this or listen to it, but yeah. I I applaud him. Hold on. Shout out nephew for not graduating with a baby on the way or already crawling and things like that because that that have been tough. Look, maybe God put us in Clinton, Kentucky for a reason, bro. Because I don't Boy, I don't think I could have handled that. I've been like that nigga with thirty kids out of high school. <laughs> no self control back then. Oh man! At all? So I done heard you say it several times, though. You said uh, quantity over quality. What's your thoughts, mm. man? As I said, four-hour trip. Like you say, oh lord, the things that I've done. Maybe two would have been quality candidates to, to to do and build and didn't take no time to get to know nobody. Just, Just at the gate, physical, a lot of it, you know, yeah, kids, you try to do the right thing. You don't learn till later that you're not compatible. <laughs> then once you realize you're not compatible, you're still out there running around doing crazy things. And the next thing you know, Usher make a song, a whole album about your life. Confessions. <laughs> and you got to sit there and play that motherfucker every two months. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask word you Word for word. <laughs> let me ask you this because I'm going to put you on a hot seat though. Now, why do you think that is? Because this is one of the questions that kept coming up in the car. Why do you think that is? Is that maybe because 
we grew up in a in a small town and once you got outside of that you was just like mesmerized or or what do you think that is i had no self zero i can go out i could be minding my own business man they 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 see the ring they see they see you with a girl. They see. They still shoot a shot. And coming from a small town, the level of attractiveness to me is two is night and day. A eight in Kentucky will be a four here. I respectfully agree with that. And no disrespect. And Go ahead. Like I said, you minding your own business, and I mean, here they go. I got this six foot Hispanic hair down to an ass, built like a. Whew. <laughs> no rational thinking. Your brain say no, but your body say yes. So let me ask you this though, and I don't mean to get all biblical or philosophical or whatever. But it's like sometimes in that sense, I sit back and I say to myself, I look at life in terms of lessons. And it's like you go through something, you have a trial and tribulations period or whatever, and you get over that hump because there's been plenty of times where it's like, Please, God, if you help me get out of this jam, I promise I ain't going to never do this again or I ain't going to never do that again. I don't know if you had them type of conversations, but I, I do. And Well, that's the thing. I was never in a jam. Okay, so so no, I was able to 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 maneuver and, and do everything that I was doing undetected. Dude, I could get up and drive three hours to go get some some tail and come back and not even be missed while I was gone. And look, I I'm gonna hit the button again. I disagree. I respectfully disagree. Even if you look at the little documentary about the Lakers on HBO or whatever, it's like Cookie wasn't crazy. Cookie knew what magic was out there doing. I honestly feel like a lot of women they know they're not stupid. It's just for whatever reason they just kind of apparently you don't know my quality and quantity. But here's the thing, though, because hear me out, hear me out, because I'm I'm being honest. Because like I said, it it goes back to the whole the whole topic is generational curses, and we know the rumors and the stories and all of that that we had to listen to growing up. So you always ask yourself, or you question, like. Why did this person continue to go through that? You know what I'm saying? Like what made them sit here and take it? So that's why I'm saying I'm saying that because I'm like, they're not stupid. Like you may think you are undetected or whatever, but it's just one of them things where it's like. Never said a word for years, but here, but hear me out. And here's the question. Even if they did, do you think it would have stopped? <laughs> I'm gonna take that silence. I think so because I mean I was in a real, real bad space with when that outside child was born. Like 
that's got to be by far the hardest part of my life ever. Like, what in the hell am I going to do? How am I going to present this? But that's but that's what I'm saying. And going back to what I was alluding to a few minutes ago, it's like with life, I feel like, okay, God, please, whatever you do, help me get out of this situation. I ain't going to do it no more. I'm going to get my life together. I'm going to change my life around. And then there's always that situation where it's like, I'm going to test you to see if you are a man or a woman of your word. And they put you in situations to where now you, hey, are are you for real? Are you are you a changed person? Are you a rehabilitated individual, or are you gonna cave in? And that's how I maneuver throughout life. It's like everything is supposed to be a lesson. You come across people who may do you wrong or treat you bad, or you treat them bad, and y'all get into different altercations and things like that. And it's like, how do you learn and grow from that relationship and apply it to whoever you encounter next? So that's why I'm saying to you in terms of the generational conversation, it's like, do you think these are situations where you you've been tested and you may have failed or is this just, you know what? Continually failed. (laughs) I ain't laughing. I'm being honest, but it's like, right, right. That's, that's why I asked you. It's like what they, they get. They seem like they get finer and finer each time. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying, like not to bring up you know personal situations or whatever, but it's like I am a firm believer in unless something drastic just happens and a marriage doesn't work, then you signed up for this 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 is the long haul man like i look at it in terms of i signed up to give myself to a woman and she's supposed to give herself to me now granted i understand we're human mistakes happen temptation is real i get that but it's like what are you doing to make sure you're not putting yourself in those positions to make yourself vulnerable. Now, in my defense, it's a, it's, a, it's a small defense. But in reality, when all that happened, I technically wasn't married. Hadn't said I do. That was kind of one of them tiger one for the road. I, I got one for the road. And <laughs> firm and egg connected. <laughs> technically. But we're going to be official about it. At the end of the day, I tried to make the situation work the best that I could. Right. The part that messed with me the most, and at the end of the day, when she said that she's leaving, she packed the shit up and moved in with a sister and shit with my kids, the only reason why I didn't fight it it's because all those months before all this or years before it went down, she kept trying to tell me not to be around my child. And I bet not see this child. I bet not do this. And in my heart, I'm like, what kind of person are you to try to tell me 
not to be around my child. You know this is my child. But you want my child not to have a father, not to be in order for you to save face in the public. So at the end of the day, when she left, I'm just like, hey, it is what it is. During that whole period of time, may not have done things publicly, but I made sure I saw my child as often as I could. If it wasn't every other day, like she grew up knowing who her father was, despite the ultimatum I was given in the beginning. And that's the whole reason why, like, all right, yeah, death do your part, but like, I'm really I ready to bust your damn head because you, you don't tell me I can't see my child. Like, what type of person are you? Right. No, I, I get it. I get it. And I'm going to be honest because I I can see it from, from both angles. Not saying that it's justifiable to try to treat this child like an outcast or whatever. It's like either A, you're going to accept the situation for what it is and try to work through it or you pushing all your cars on the table, you getting up and you walking away. I feel like those are the only two options because at the end of the day, like I said, we're all human. We all make mistakes. Temptation is real. And depending on circumstances and this and then again, I'm, I'm not trying to justify what happened. So don't get me wrong, but I also am not going to be closed minded enough to say that it can't happen because we see it on a daily basis. Right. Like it can happen, but you've also seen situations where they've, they've worked through it and made the best of the situation. Because at the end of the day, I'm a firm believer in kids don't ask to be here. Children are created based off of whatever events took place between two individuals. The, the results of a child, that's a child that's like, blind to the fact of how he or she got here. Now, once they're here, what are you doing to uplift and raise and introduce mm-hmm. this, this child into to society? So that's where I'm like, I don't necessarily agree with the tactics that were being used. And that's why I'm saying the, uh, the only two options was forgive you for your mistake and continue to try to, make it work the best way possible or say, Hey, I can't. That's one thing I ain't going to never be able to forgive. And it's best that me and you go our separate ways. So that's why I said, it's like all of these things I saw growing up and I've always been a firm believer in like <laughs> you use other people's situations to learn how to maneuver throughout this world. Like I'm watching what's happening to all of my peers and I'm telling myself, this is what I don't want to happen. Or, Hey, such and such has a good thing going. I'm going to try to take some of them steps that they're using and apply it to my life and see how it turns out for me. It's like everything in life is a lesson to me. So that's, I I don't even know where to even find what you got. (laughs) <laughs> at all but you know thinking what? back to, to all the things that I've encountered and come across and done like I ah, can't even think of nothing even close like 
But I think that's the most important part. And then after this, we'll go on to the next little topic and then we'll wrap it up. Like I said, it's, it's a great conversation. And this is exactly how I felt in the car when we was riding the Corpus. Because like I said, the question just kept coming up. Like, why do you think that is? And then we're sitting there like, damn, like I ain't never even look at it like that. Or it was therapeutic because you, like you said, you sit back and you self-reflect on some of the decisions that you make. And that's why I'm saying to you, when it comes down to me and my wife and how I knew that I was making the right decision, it's like I met her at the basketball court. My heart and soul is on the basketball court. If I'm by myself and I'm bored, don't have nothing to do, I go into the gym and get up shots. So I'm in college, and on the weekends, everybody's partying, out drinking, doing whatever. I'm in the gym shooting till the lights turn off. And I kept noticing, you know what I'm saying? She's in here. She's in here. And then, you know, we started, you know, laughing, joking, carrying conversation or whatever. And before I knew it, we just started kicking it. And I'm like, okay. She likes basketball. She likes football. Now we're sitting up watching the games. Like, we're ordering food, sitting around watching the game. Like, this is shit that I love. Then once I realized, she's always asking me, have you ate? Are you hungry? Want to go get something to eat? Want to do this and do that? And we're in college. Like, we're just dating. Different little tendencies and stuff like that. So then I go, I meet their family. Their family welcomes me in with open arms right out the gate. It's like, okay, they buy me Christmas gifts. They doing this. Like, you know what I'm saying? I've never witnessed this before. I've never seen this stuff before. And the more and more you realize it, and then you start thinking about previous relationships, you start thinking about stupid decisions that you're making. And I say it to myself, I ain't going to never get what I got. <laughs> Nobody can replace her. I've never experienced this before. I've been in so many toxic relationships and dealing with people that were just so needy. They didn't care about my well-being. All they wanted was for me to stroke and satisfy their ego. You know what I'm saying? Buy them things. And I basically had to buy their, their love. And it's like, then you deal with people that you can't trust. I'm putting my all into a situation and I don't know what I'm getting out of it in return. And I'm like, nah, like it's it's not worth it. And that's why I said I took it upon myself to say, you know what? I want different. You know, like I know what we saw growing up on both sides of our family, if we really want to be technical. Right. On both sides. And it's just like I don't I don't want that drama. I don't want the going to court and fighting and arguing and divorces and this and that. And it's like None of that, if anything happens, it'll be where she left me and I can live with that. Like, at least I know I haven't done anything to jeopardize my marriage. But like I said, marriage ain't for everybody. Some people, hell, I don't, I've been reading here of late where people have been in 20, 30 year marriages getting divorces. So it happens. It happens. But that's why I said, you know, and not to keep rambling, you know, for you to have a son that's graduating high school, finally getting his feet in, into the real world. I didn't know if that was some of the things that you're like, you know what? I don't want him to, <laughs> to follow along those footsteps and try to 
emphasize. Definitely, definitely don't. And at the end of the day, it's just it's it's just crazy. You you ask yourself like, what can I do now to to make myself better? Right, because. Like <laughs> that's a long drive. Had a long list to think about, and I'm like, damn. <laughs> and that's why. I, that's why I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Like I said, I even came home, and me and my wife, you know, we continued to talk about it, and I felt like it was it was necessary, and we can do a follow up episode that kind of piggybacks off of this if you want to. Because I see a lot of posts on social media and things like that. Like I said, baby mama drama. The two parents can't come together for the betterment of the child. Like, for whatever reason, they hang on to grudges and they can't see past their own personal feuds to ensure that the children are okay. And I think that's a that's a deeper conversation in its own self. And it's like, can two adults be mature enough to say, hey, I effed up. I can't change it. But let's come together to ensure that the kids don't feel the effects of our bad choices. You see what I'm saying? Well, you should know me. I ain't no drama person. I got the I don't give a F attitude. So I'm not, if there's any drama, it ain't coming for me. I'm not walking in. I'm not bringing no bad energy. Now you come at me with some bad energy, I'm going to explode. <laughs> and, that's and it's going to get toxic. It's going to get bad. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. It's like, at some point we all have to realize, hey, things happen for a reason. It just wasn't meant to be. And you just got to live with it. That's why I said that can be a whole nother conversation in its own self. But like I said, we'll save that for another day. I really want well, what to you think about this. What? And I think we, we kind of briefly talked about it. I've had better and longer. Uh, how do you put this? Oh, Lord. Relationships with side chicks than I did with both my marriages put together. But you know what? That is, I think that's the perfect definition of lust. I'm going to let you sit on that for a minute. You got to think about all relationships. When you first encounter a person, that's that uh, I got to leave my best first impression. You're going to whine and dine. You're trying to do everything that you, that you can to impress this person, whether it's your goal is to smash or whether you genuinely want to talk to this person and make them a significant other. Nine times out of ten, you're trying to smash. So you're saying all the right things. You're doing all the right things. And as long as they're not coming with, well, 
after we done smash, what are we now? Are we exclusive? Are we this and that? It becomes a thrill. You know what I'm saying? So I know there's no strings attached to this person. Whenever they hit my line, I'm supposed to just come over here, do the do, and we'll exchange text messages, laugh, joke, hee hee ha ha. You are infatuated with the lust. Whereas with a marriage, you have to see this person all the time. On good days, on bad days, on days they're irritated, on days you're irritated, it's conflict in the house. And the whole point of marriage is to be able to work through that on the bad days. And if you can survive the bad days and wake up and smile, then guess what? You are in a successful marriage. But if you look over there and you're just like, oh, here we go again. And you look at that, that sound. You know, I'm tired of that sound. Stop making that sound. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being honest, man. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm honest. Don't make that sound. Make any sound in the world, but that sound. <laughs> it's like, but that's what I'm saying. It's like cheap thrills. And this is, this is perfect. I'm glad you asked that. Because I, don't it, even, I don't even think it. I wouldn't even say cheap thrill because at the end of the day, the person I'm talking about, that's like 18 years. We go out. We hang out. We'll do movies. We'll go to dinner. It ain't always about that part. You know what? It's great if we get to that part. <laughs> Here's a perfect analogy. All right. I met my one-year-old niece for the first time while I was down there. All right. The night we came back from go-karts and all of that, when we walked in the door, they was all in there playing, right? Right. Now think about this carefully. Angelina won them a, a bouncy ball. She came in. She gave them the ball. They instantly stopped everything that they were doing. They dropped it all. And they were infatuated with the ball. That's a new toy. That's a new object. Something that they've never seen. So now they're excited. Kicking the ball all over the place. Damn, they knocked the TV down. They were excited. That's something new. Now my question to you is, that was at least three days ago. Do they still Correct. play with the ball like that? No. <laughs> Balls in the flow. That's my point. It's something new. You're excited. You're happy about it because it's something new. But then once you get tired of it, you just sit it down. And that's the beauty about marriage, in my humble opinion. What do you have to do every day to tell yourself, I need to go pick this ball back up? It may be a day where I don't want to bounce it at all. I'm sick of looking at the damn ball. <laughs> Put it in the corner. But you can't. You have to, even if you got to go put some new air in it, go put some air in the ball, make it bounce higher. What do you have to do to go pick the ball up every day? Does that make sense? I need to find a ball I want to play with. Yeah. Like, uh, 
This <laughs> 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 is it's something to think about. And we can have that we can have that conversation another day and maybe get a, a woman's perspective on it as well. But I'm saying, like, to me, that's why I said going into marriage, you have to know that you're ready. Like, I did the checklist. And I said to myself, I can't see myself going through all of this with nobody else. Well, you should have shared that motherfucker with me before but my I, But you gotta think though, bro. Me and her have been together for fifteen years. Married for nine in October. We've had all kind of trials and tribulations. We done been through it all. Our our relationship has at no point in time been smooth. We had to make it work. And then once you realize, like, I honestly don't even want no parts of the dating world ever again. If anything were to happen and my wife leave me, best believe I'm not doing this shit ever again. Excuse my language. So that's that's the part. It's like in a lot of people, male and females, you run into marriages for the wrong reasons and then you get mad when it doesn't work. Like. It it doesn't work because you went into it with the wrong reasons. You're not going to find a lifetime partner when you're going in with the wrong intentions to begin with. Yeah. And first one, what's that? Bone thugs and harmony for the love of money. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. It's like it's never weird. marry a sugar mama. <laughs> it's something for us to reflect back on, and we can always have a, a yeah. conversation. And like I said, I would love to have this conversation with a married woman or a woman who tried to fight for a marriage and it didn't work or anything like that to get different perspectives on on what it is. But like I said, overall, this conversation was about generational curses. And that's why I said growing up, I saw a lot of broken homes and baby mama dramas and all that. And I was like, I don't, I don't want no parts of that. So real quick, before we jump off of here, I think it's, it's a sad story and I really don't want to touch on it because the last time I talked about gun control and gun laws and things, you know, different people hit me up with, with different perspectives. And again, I, I respectfully disagree at that point in time. I felt like unless you are in the services, there's no need for you to want or have access to assault rifles and automatic weapons and things like that. Like I get it. People want to hunt or just as a safety precaution, have a handgun in the house or whatever. But when you start talking about M16s and things like that, I feel like there's no reason for the general public to have access to that kind of stuff. So we're getting ready to head down to Texas in the midst of all of this stuff happening. And our kids called like, scared like oh my god mom dad be careful y'all going to texas this and that and it's like how traumatizing is that to a child and this is one of those situations where i deliberately refuse to go into the details and read and this and that because i saw how social media was in an uproar and i feel like it's just a constant cycle mass shooting happens Social media goes crazy. The government don't do nothing about it. 
After a couple of weeks, we'll forget about it until the next one happens. But I saw today there was a shooting in Louisiana. Did you see that? I did not. At a high school graduation. It was a shoot. I don't necessarily oh, huh? want to say it was a mass shooting, but whatever happened, people were shot. And I think one person died. I think two or three people got hit, but maybe one person died. And it's like, is this where we're at as a society where all these states now are passing open carry and everybody, uh, instead of stay safe, is stay dangerous. And it's like, this is a, a lot of crazy-ass kids out there. Exactly. That's and where I was going to. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just saying, man, like, these kids now, they ain't built like we was built. We was built for tough. Man, they laugh, talk about you, talk about your mama, your daddy. How many jokes I took coming up when, when the house party come out or coming to America with the Jerry Curl and all that shit? <laughs> you ain't see me shooting them. No, I, I should have been that want to do something to somebody where they ragged on me. Shout out Pops. Pops had the Jerry Curl for real. <laughs> but you Man. Right, you're right. You're right. We all got picked on in some shape, form, or fashion growing up. But nowadays it's like, I don't know. I don't know if that's society. But I, I didn't take no offense to it, though. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, I talk right. about their mama. Well, your mama this, your daddy that. Like, And I think that's, that's, that's what it boils down to. It's like that shows that you're able to receive it and dish it back. If you sit around and dwell on that, to me, I think that that shows something's wrong with your mental capacity. I mean, even if you look at the Dave Chappelle thing, it's like, do rush Dave Chappelle over some jokes. And it's like, if you knew that's what his content has, because Dave Chappelle's content has been the same these last couple of uh, specials or whatever, then why buy a ticket and go? You know what I'm saying? Or if you look at Monique and D.L. Hughley, I don't know if you've been seeing that going on. I have. I, I, I have. I've been paying attention to it because, not to get off topic crazy. a little bit, it's like, I feel like that's that's social media in a nutshell these days. It's like everybody's trying their best to win over the court of public opinion. And once you can force somebody to think negatively about the other person, then that impacts their income and how they feed their families and this and that. So it's like Monique, in my opinion, she has a unique way of trying to use this woman empowerment movement and try to use it as her advantage. You know what I'm saying? Because when she first said all that stuff, it was a large number of women that was yeah, D.L. Hughley is this, this, and this. And the more receipts that he started providing, showing that his chick is crazy, that's when you started seeing it kind of balance itself out. And it's like people are so quick to just jump to a side without knowing all the facts first. And it's, it's crazy. Well, facts, she ain't nobody special. Like, who the hell checking for Monique like that? I don't even think did anybody even watch full all the seasons of the Parkers. Like it's all right, <laughs> but it ain't it ain't something like oh I gotta go watch that. But I'm saying if you but if you go back to what Dio was saying, he's like okay, she came after Tyler Perry, she came after Oprah. I know you remember the Breakfast Club interview with Charlamagne yeah. and all that. The, yeah, the whole, Lee Daniel, the yeah. Netflix thing, and it's like okay, at what point in time do you realize maybe it's me? Like you can't always be the victim 
You know what I'm saying? But like I said, that's a whole nother conversation. No disrespect to Monique, no disrespect to DL Hughley, but it's just like, that's where we're at now as a society. It's like everybody's so caught up on trying to make sure they're looked at in this certain light. And none of that is important. And that's why I feel like with the whole gun thing, in my opinion, and that's why I said I really don't want to dive into it too deep because I don't want no arguments with people. But it's like until people that are gun lovers or advocates for the abilities to have their guns say, you know what? Maybe I don't need this AR-15. Maybe I don't need this M-16 or whatever. I'm willing to settle for just a handgun to protect my family. Nothing is going to change until that happens. Nothing is. There is no way to control or regulate guns. And that's where I respectfully disagree. I disagree. So, of course, people are going to always find a way to get their hands on them. But if you reduce the availability, would that not reduce some of the casualties? Like, is the goal not to reduce it? You you may not necessarily. If you stop making guns today, there are still enough guns in this world where it's going to be a problem. But here's the thing: if you don't make another gun ever, we still screw. But if those numbers reflected the same across the entire globe, then you, sir, would have a valid point. I just watched because of this situation down there in Texas. I saw where Canada implemented some kind of rule. Some other place went like they're paying people to turn their guns in. They're asking people and it's just out of the kindness. You know what I'm saying? Like some people like really woke up and was like, you know what, man, I really don't need this. If me turning this in is going to help make the world a better place, then I'm doing my job as an everyday citizen. So that's why I respectfully disagree with, because I mean, I get what you're saying and it makes sense, but I feel like that's only in America though. And that's our culture. Like we're so attached to the thought of, I need a gun that this is what, this is what happens. The dude just turned 18, right? And went and, and purchased them. I'm saying to you, bro, yeah. it's harder to buy alcohol than it is to get a gun. I just had to show my ID. When we was at our hotel, me and my wife went to the bar to get a drink. And I know you see all these gray hairs in my chin, bro. I'm 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 losing hair in my on my hairline. And dude asked for my driver's license, my ID. So that's what I'm saying is like, I, and that's why I, I try not to touch that conversation because I'm not a gun owner. I have no, I've never held a gun to fire it. A homie of mine, let me touch his and hold it. And I was like, man, this shit heavy as hell. Like I've never had a desire like that. There ain't no thrill to me. So it's like the thought of, Oh, I got it. Like it's some people that just have a house full of guns, 10, 15 guns. And I like, for what? 
Because if something right. really popped off, <laughs> you really going to have time to go do all that or what? It's Scarface. <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. I don't get it. I mean, I, I used to own one, and uh, now I'm in a situation to where I don't feel that I need it no more. So I don't own one anymore. But like I said on the on the previous episode when we talked about it, I don't know what number it was. It was like just the fact that I got kids in the house. Like that's just somebody breaking here, they can have whatever it is. Hopefully I can beg and plead for my life to be spared or whatever. I got this Louisville slugger in the corner. I know y'all can see that over there. But it ain't never played baseball, but go ahead. <laughs> First of all, it was a Christmas gift. It's a uh, University of Kentucky edition. I'm a collector. I'm just saying, you don't even know how to swing it. <laughs> but speaking of, and I'm glad we got to here because that's the perfect segue for closing. Um, as you all know, like I said, I got the uh, I Respectfully Disagree t-shirts. Hashtag is support the homies. So I've been real, real big on that. And um, I'm going to show this in the camera real quick. Uh, let it focus here. Shout out to my guy, Dante. He pulled up today with the uh, with an order. Like I said, his clothing line is uh, established premium goods. So I'm going to open this live on camera for the world to see, man. Like I said, great quality products. I'm pretty sure, man, <laughs> I have enough of his merchandise to probably wear something different every day for about a month. Hook me up with I the need to get something from, from your boy. Who? He got merch now, right? Uh, Mario? Mario, yeah. Yeah, he, he's working on trying to figure out who he's going to use to uh, manufacture and stuff, he said. But as soon as I saw him post that, I told him, hit me up. I'm going to order some T-shirts from him. But uh, like yeah. I said, I'm sorry about the lighting. Got the little ring light ahead uh, in front of me. I don't want to get up and change it. But uh, hook me up with the established olive green shorts. And then uh, came through with the established sweatshirt. I've just been sitting there complaining about having heat rash and being hot, but I know y'all been seeing, uh, I guess the trend nowadays is, you know, I'll see a people with the, the sweatshirts with the sh shorts or whatever. And, uh, that's what he put out this time Threw the little card in there says, thank you for your business. Like I said, uh, it's established premium goods.com. See if that'll focus in the camera. Oh, so like I said, it's always support the homie. So this is my first time doing this live on the YouTube joint. Like I said, I'm always, every episode from here on out, I'm going to try to wear something different, whether it's for my podcast or wear some merch from my guy Dante, uh, Mario, when he get those shirts in, uh, my guy Huddy over at Life's Journey. I got a lot of friends that are doing great things. Shout out Chuck with the meal plans. He's got a few things that's going on right now, but he's going to get back into, you know, working on that, getting that pushed out. But that's what it's all about, man. Don't that's forget Cuz with, with the, with with the, the dogs. The dogs, the photography. Shout out Grip. Yeah. 
That's why I said a lot of people doing great things, man. Um, sowing seeds with faith. That's why this is going to give me a lot of opportunity to bring different people on the podcast now that we got the visuals and uh, allow people to call in and talk about what they got going on. And, man, let's try to get these followers up, uh, subscribers to the channel, whatever you got going on, man. We're we here to support the homies, Eric, Lady Lawrence Kitchen. Pretty sure they're going to be pulling up soon, do some episodes Getting back to sports, talking about the NBA Finals. I see your guy Steph Curry's back in the Finals, big bro. Yeah, we couldn't take it all away. Yeah, uh, Boston. I think Boston was the better team. Don't stand a chance. But yeah, it's, it's too much firepower over there. But uh, anyways, like I said, man, I definitely appreciate your time, man. Appreciate you coming to pick us up. Look, I might have to go on and link up something and uh, we hook it up on my end, too. What are you talking about? Some live feed uh, video. Yeah. You ain't um, the only pretty face out there. I got a pretty (laughs) face, too, man. That's why I said I've been seeing a lot of people since, since COVID hit. I've been seeing people do a lot of like zoom calls and things like that. So this is all trial and error. Cause the first time we used the, the camcorder, the dang battery died. So we had to chop and do all that. So then I tried to go live on the last episode with my phone, but YouTube said that you had to have 50 subscribers. So it wouldn't let me go live. So then I tried to record it with my phone but the file was too big. It wouldn't let me transfer it from the phone to the computer. So shout out to uh, Coach. Shout out to E. Everybody that helped me run up the subscribers. Like that night, it went from what? Like 24 to like 63 in like five hours. So that shows you the power of social media, the power of, you know, friends and family that are supportive. So it's just trying to put out good content, grow the channel, Give people something to listen to, and word of mouth will take care take care of the rest. Because, like I said, with my partner Dante and his clothing line, hell, me and my wife went out, and I know I'm rambling before I get off here. We went out derby, and I'm just sitting there running around the house trying to find something to wear. And I was just like, dude, I don't, I don't really have nothing. I said, like, man, you know what, man, I got a brand new shirt that I ain't never put on. <laughs> I was like, man, here I'm putting this shirt on. So I went out, and like I said, it's a great quality product. Match my kicks perfect, and that's why you know. Shout out Avery, he made a post yesterday. It was like, Man, I'm tired of going to the mall, spending all this crazy money buying these brands when I can take that money and, and buy stuff from people that I know. And I tell people all the time, every time you see me, bro, I got on a I respectfully disagree t shirt or a t shirt from somebody that I know because as you just being cheap. Got your wife in there sweating, making your clothes. It is what it is. Look, what's the key? What's the key word you just said? Wife. Wife. That's why I married her. That's why I married her. Cause she's willing to down do in the dungeon thing. making all your clothes. Cause you don't want to go buy none. <laughs> I pay her well. Um, we'll leave that alone because I don't want to get in trouble here. I'm just joking. You I know pay I'm her well. With. I pay her well. We got three beautiful kids because of it. Mm. Uh, anyway. yeah, look, I might have, I might have to, may have to send me the most stuff. <laughs> That's why I said, you know, shout out to her because she done uh, 
the graduation, the graduation shirt, shirt. For, the, yeah. for my nephew. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like my my wife is she's she's a she has several. Yeah, several. not only the graduation shirt, she made them little uh, picture compilations and stuff for my daughter doing pageants that she won crowns and stuff off of. So she's she's a jack all of many trades. Everything, definitely, yeah, definitely. So that's why I said um, support the homies is is the movement. If anybody's doing anything, reach out to me. We're going to try to get that out here now that we got the visuals. Uh, as usual, you can listen to the podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, almost all streaming services. Got the YouTube thing on deck. Uh, shout out to a few of those. I've been looking at the little people popping in. It's been you know a few people chiming in or whatever. So hopefully we can run the numbers up on this. And like I said, um, Maybe next time I'll try to zoom and we can get multiple people on here and screen record and then upload it that way. And that way it's not live, but you know what I'm saying? We can start putting all these different faces and stuff. So, uh, appreciate you joining the conversation, big bro. Like I said, appreciate you showing us around, uh, Texas. Definitely put on some pounds while I was down there, bro. Cause I feel like all we done was eat, but it was some great food. But it was some good food. Look, uh, hold on real quick, real quick. I'm glad you said that because when Dante came and dropped this off, we was talking about uh, Houston and stuff. Have you heard of a place called Breakfast Club with a K down there in Houston? No. Uh-uh. He was like, man, we ate at Breakfast Club. And he was showing me some pictures and stuff. I was like, man, I'm going to have to go back just for the food, bro. That place your wife tagged me on. Did she show you there? With the nachos or whatever? Burritos. Yeah. Oh, man, that looked yeah. good, too. Look, I'm still mouth-watering from them nachos. Where do we go? Chachos? Chachos. Yeah. It might have been the best nachos I've ever ate in my life. I ain't even joking. I'm mad I got the small now. I'm trying to watch my figure, try to lose some weight, and I'm regretting it. I should have got the meat. Well, I tell you, I said anytime I go to Houston, I'm going to Mama's Oven. I'm going to Chachos. I'm going to Torchy's Tacos. And I'm going to Frenchie's. I ain't leaving the city until I hit them four places every trip. <laughs> period. I don't care if I just got through eating. I'm going to get something to go for the roads. Right. That's every time. Said, Everything was good, man. So, like I said, I definitely appreciate you showing us around. We made that trip and got back home safely. Um, prayers goes out to the situation that happened down there with you today. Not sure of all the details or whatever, but I, I two of them, I two dead, two injured. I just saw the update, and they were all high school graduates, seniors, high school graduates. Yeah, yeah, man, that's like to know that we was just Already. down there, right? We was just down there. I really hate to hear that, man. So, like I said, it's a lot of things going on in this country right now, really around this world, and my thoughts and prayers go out. So, like I said, man, I definitely appreciate you and your time. Hey, one more thing before you jump off. Uh, what? I done told you, man. You don't want to. You don't want to admit it, but you look just like me. You wouldn't get what you got, but you look like me. What that woman? That woman thought you was me when you walked up at Mama. Up. Look, did she not think you was me? I'm a better. Hey, baby. Than you. I'm a better hey, baby. Than you. you back? <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, that, that, that's got to be the problem. Yeah. That's why my food was better. Because she know. Nah. 
She know. And you was trying to laugh at my beard and stuff too. Nah, I'm getting there, man. I'm there. I'm there. Just yeah. patch it up a little bit. It's all right. From a distance, it look good though. Look, look nice. From a distance, you get up close. From a distance, it look good. That's all that matters. Can't let nobody up close to me because I got a wife. As there go them generational curses, man. Okay. Can't let them up. Good close talk, to me. man. Good talk. <laughs> we out, y'all. Appreciate y'all tuning in to the live, man. We out. Toasted, yeah. no competition. I'm Nisha Coastal. Yeah. I feel-